0: Bankless Nation, it is the second Friday of November. David, tell them what time it is. Oh, it's bull market time, Ryan.
1: It's a bull market. It's a bull market. It's also... David.
0: What's up? This is a special edition of the Weekly Roll-Up, and you told me not to ruin this title, this (laughs) theme for you, so I'm not going to do it. Go. You say
1: it. It's the We Are So Back edition of the Friday (laughs) Bankless Weekly Roll-Up, where we cover... All the weekly news in crypto, especially focusing on the markets this week because god candles are happening, coins are moving, we're getting the double-digit price movements, markets are alive, and NFTs are no exception to that. Everything is up. Every single listener of this podcast has more money today than they had last week. (laughs) So congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. I declare
0: that we made it. We made it through the pair. We made it. The bear's over. It. You're saying it? Bears over. It's official now. It's official. All right. Well, so everybody is up on the week except for those those few fiat Except maximals. for the short
1: sellers who are idiots. Well, well, do you think
0: do you think any fiat maximalists and short sellers listen to bankless? How no, dare God. they? Just they, you just they hate FNB. listens. Hate views, hate listens. (laughs) Guys, in addition to the markets, though, we got a few other questions that we're asking. I'm going to rattle them off. Mm -hmm. Did BlackRock just file for a new spot, ETH ETF? Is NEAR moving to Ethereum? Did Elizabeth Warren apologize for lying about crypto? I bet you can guess that last one. There are so (laughs) many questions today, there's a lot of excitement going into the episode. David, before we get in, want to shout out our friends and sponsors over at Linea. They are inviting the Bankless Nation to go on a voyage. This is a, a DeFi voyage, a crypto voyage, because they have a new ZK EVM that you absolutely have to check out if you want to pioneer the frontier. David, tell them about Linea and what is the voyage? The voyage is six weeks of 10 ways of activity, 10 core
1: tasks, some optional bonus tasks as well, with over 60 DeFi apps all to engage with. Why would you engage with them? Well, you know, you know the points mechanism. FriendTech did this. They're giving out points. Uh, Linea XP, Voyage XP. It's like a game, uh, non transferable ERC20 token uh, that you accrue for going on the Linea Voyage. Uh, so there is a, a link in the show notes to explore what is the, a new ZK EVM layer two on the scene. So you can collect some Linea XP by doing the Linea Voyage. There's a link in the show notes.
0: I think this is where we're going to spend the bull market, David, is on roll-ups and layer twos because mm. uh Ethereum gas fees are going up, my friends. Oh, they so are they are not low. <laughs> we, we gotta migrate. We gotta <laughs> migrate. But let's talk about the markets. All right. These charts look so beautiful today. So beautiful. This is the Kraken Bitcoin oh. chart from Kraken Pro. And look at this uh candle up, this big green candle, followed by a candle down a little bit, but, but I'm still happy because it's still up. <laughs> All up. right. <laughs> Tell me about this candle. What's going on? What's the price on the week? Yeah, Bitcoin started the week at 34600
1: trying desperately to get its head back above 35000 and not fall uh, resistance to that, not fall back down. Uh, and then it just like blasted through right before we started recording, touched $38,000, going from right below $35,000 where it's been all week to $38,000. It is now at the time of recording
0: at 36500 So coming back a little bit, but 36500 is real nice. Really, really, it's like- really yeah. It's really nice. And th- th- this is the highest Bitcoin has been. I mean, I'm just scrolling out on the Kraken on the charts here. For like 24 months? How long? How I, long has it been? I got to keep scrolling. It's been a very long time. You can't keep on scrolling because
1: your, uh, your candles are one hour candles. So if you go up to the top uh, left and hit left. one day. Yeah, ah, this, is you, this is how you it's use Kraken charts. This is how I
0: trade. Okay, yeah. Here so, we go. So
1: that so look at that, look at the line. See where it intersects. May of 2022. Okay, okay. So we are... We have, we, we killed the FTX liquidation. Bitcoin mm. re- replaced that pretty early, in, in yep. early 2023. And then yep. halfway through 2023, we erased the um, Three Arrows Capital liquidation. So, Three Arrows yep. Capital is now a, in a distant memory. Those are I'm no following. longer relevant parts of the market. And we are in process of finalizing the removal of the Terra Luna dump, which happened in May of 2022. We're almost there. I think if we just get maybe up to back, if we need, if we hold $38,000, Terra Luna is in the rear view mirror.
0: It's also the season where you're starting to get, you're gonna to start to get text messages from your friends and oh, the family. Oh, I already have, yeah.
1: You have? Oh, my I my, mean, my very dormant crypto uh, chat that was dominant
0: throughout 2020 and 2021 is now, is now like, we're oh, we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very thankful because this is a, a a couple of weeks before American Thanksgiving and it's always sad to have to face your family during a crypto bear market and they're like oh how you doing how's that podcast yeah. uh-huh. that you have right. like how's the industry going mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna have a big smile on my face this course, year I think for Thanksgiving of course, but of course. speaking of smiles I'm smiling looking at this chart this is the ETH price chart at Kraken Pro once again what are we looking at?
1: Yeah, ETH starting the week at $1,800, literally, eight one eight zero zero is where we started, up 13%, uh, maybe wow. maybe 11% now. We touched uh, 2050, $2,500. We are now down to $2,000 at the time of recording, um, up, uh, yeah, 11 ish percent. Uh, so, big bull big bullish Okay.
0: ETH 2k and 2k ETH. eth eth above 2k the last yeah. time it was above 2k was that same, same time. Uh, pre pre doquan era okay we are
1: in <laughs> we are in process of erasing doquan from history david uh do, do you want to kill the ratio <laughs> this week no, or do know. you want to talk about it uh, <laughs> look at the this. ratio has a very large green candle on it the eth bitcoin ratio uh, yeah. up 5% to 0.055 up from where it was dabbling with below 0.052. So all right, that, but you got to explain this.
0: You got to explain this candle, all right. And we we can. It, it goes back to the question I asked at the beginning of the show: mm-hmm. is Is BlackRock filing an Ooh. Ether ETF? I think this is why we're seeing a candle in the ratio. And again, a candle in the ratio, ETH Bitcoin ratio means ETH is appreciating relative to Bitcoin. Faster it's been, than Bitcoin. It's been down. Uh, uh, the ratio down has been is hit an hard.
1: understatement. <laughs> it's been down <laughs> it bad. So a watered uh
0: yeah there there is hope here uh for david's ratio trade Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. let's talk about crypto market cap what are we looking at total crypto market cap total crypto market cap 1.45 trillion
1: man that is accelerating and how fast is remember when we were just like moving at 0.01 trillion every single week and this week i think we moved by like 0.1 trillion like 10 100 billion dollars added to the market cap just in the last week or so we
0: did indeed that's mm-hmm. uh, pretty impressive. So, this is another signal that uh, mm-hmm. we've beaten the bear market. David, wait, wait before we move on, uh, t- call the top of the crypto market cap at the top of the market. Do it. But you want me to call right it? Right now. I want you to Do call it. The, now. What, what's in the my number? head? Yes, in your head. What's the number, uh, the
1: top, the highest number that we'll get to on CoinGecko?
0: Um, $13 trillion.
1: $13 trillion? Sounds about right. Yep. So, that's a nine to 10x.
0: That's an here. unlucky number, though. I, mean, I should say I should say 12. Between yeah. 12 and 15. 12 and 15? I, I, that's that a, I feel like that's
1: safe. I feel like that's safe. That's safe. I think a, a safe bet. A safe bet.
0: I mean, it's bigger than high. the dot 15 is high. It's it's bigger than the dot com bubble, okay? Oh. But uh Fiat was worth a lot less then. <laughs> Dollars <laughs> were worth a lot less. <laughs> and assets are now worth a lot more cuz we're also going to put your money. Right, um right, right, right. so I think that's where we could get this cycle mm-hmm. above 10 anyway. Mm-hmm. Man, listen to me. I keep hedging. The more I talk, the more I hedge. Yeah. Uh, value locked in DeFi. This value, is up to locked on, highs on layer highs twos. As well. on, la- on layer wrong, twos. Oh my God, I market, said DeFi. Ryan. That was last one. <laughs> <bull market. laughs> Bring me back to 2023. We don't care about in DeFi as much as we care about value locked on layer twos. And this mm-hmm. is what, David? $12.8 billion, shooting up like th-
1: almost $3 billion in a two week period. New high. I know. New high. Speaking new highs all around. Of, Everyone just pat t- 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 yourself on the back. Can we go back to the fact that, did, that we all made it? Just yeah. pat
0: yourself on the back. Are you? Are you, you are literally, he, he is literally, guys, patting himself on oh, the yeah. back. Like, oh, yeah. When people say I'll that, do it, they do don't, it into the microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, absolutely giddy on Bankless this morning. Let's talk about some big movers on the week some coins, some tokens that moved big. This is, uh, if you sort by seven day, number one, you get a token called Alluvium. And it's been a long time since I've heard okay. the term, the name Alluvium, but this was a, a crypto native game. Mm -hmm. I believe and still is. Mm -hmm. Why is this up 60, almost 65% on the week? They actually had a release, a a catalyst. And
1: I just love it when the number one mover on the seven day on the uh, CoinGecko top 100 chart is because of a catalyst and not a meme. If you go back to the chart, like we're gonna talk about uh, the big movers, Illuvium, Link, IMX, Polygon, and Coin. There are Mm. others, like we're not going top five, for example, because Caspa, token is up 63%, followed by WeMix token <laughs> at number 76 on the chart. I just don't know what these are. Um, yeah. And so of uh, my editorial discretion, I will ignore them. If the ThorChain people were disappointed in Bankless for not covering ThorChain, that's fine. You, I'm sorry. I just don't know much about ThorChain. Um, but they that could be included, but we didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, back to Illuvium. Uh, Coming in at 66% up on the week because of a catalyst, an actual release. Uh, And so beta PvP is coming. And uh, Illuvium is like kind of this Dungeons and Dragons type game. Um, But if you win, you win crypto. You win money. Mm. Um, Mm. And it's in the Epic
0: Games Store. Illuvium is in the Epic game store. Oh, that's it. I, we took a while to get to that. So, so yes. the big announcement is Alluvium is now in Epic yes. in the game store. Yes.
1: And I just love the alignment that uh, Epic has because Epic is suing, or has attempted to sue both Apple and Google for their mm-hmm. like monopoly over uh, their own relevant app stores because of, the, of all the, the, you know, pay us 30% tax. Alluvium, I think is going to be, excuse me, Epic Games is going to be, I think perhaps a big... Um, ally of Web3 Gaming, um, shown here by the fact that Illuvium is now in Epic Game Store and it's a crypto-enabled game, up 66%. Congratulations to Illuvium and all Illuvium holders. How about Link? Link! Okay, so interestingly, uh, Link is one of the ones that has a Grayscale Trust associated with it, not just like GBTC or eth e from Grayscale. Uh, and the Grayscale Link Trust is trading over a 2x premium versus link. And this Which, is by ha- the way, mm-hmm. that that means it's an absolutely terrible product by yes, the way. It does mean that. <laughs> it does mean that. Um, but nonetheless, like this is showing that people who don't want to go buy link directly through like Coinbase or Kraken or on Uniswap or whatever, they're just buying the link grayscale trust in their Tradify brokerages. And that's creating a over a 2X premium versus actual link, which is how the last bull market started in 2020 with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust being at a premium for so long. So this is dragging up the actual price of actual link. So coming in at number
0: two of our big movers of the week at 33% is link. Link. Uh- and you have rotated into Link. It oh, looks like, some. and you updated your disclosures page. <laughs> yeah, I bought so. some
1: right before this. The timing mean, was so perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, um, David switching bullish Link. I don't you know, know. I'm, I'm now, now. I, I'm now a Link I wouldn't around. have thought this uh, this could happen, but yeah, it the happened. Arc, the arc uh, is funny. This is hey, you, oh, you've seen this, this profile is, picture, right? This yeah, this is when, this is when they the used frogs. to make fun of you yeah. for being such a, a Link and, ignoramus. Oh, it wasn't uh, even
1: about Link. It was about frogs.
0: <laughs> the frogs The, frogs the nuances, still remember. I think the nuance is lost on yeah, the, the frog community lost. here. Okay, another token that's up, IMX up 33% on the week. And I think as a result of another announcement with a gaming studio here, mm-hmm. Ubisoft has partnered with IMX. Pushing IMX
1: up 33% on the week. Followed up by Polygon. Um, after IMX, we got Polygon up 22% on the week. Why Polygon? Uh, actually, did you know, Ryan, that Polygon has more uh, Polygon SuperNet, which is like their version of the OP stack chains, than Optimism
0: has OP stack chains? I did know that. Yes, yeah. Poly- Polygon is absolutely crushing it on a biz dev uh, perspective. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the untold stories.
1: Yeah, so the Immutable ZK EVM, the one that we just talked about, which has the partnership with Ubisoft, that is mm. a Polygon ZK EVM chain. Uh, and so we have like these two gargant like the Immutable business development arm so strong, Uh, followed up by Polygon's BD arm as well. Uh, And so, I mean, Kanto, Aster, just like so many different new ZK rollups built on Polygon. There's more Polygon uh, ZK rollups coming up later in the show. There's a big announcement there. So that's Polygon up 22%. And then last of the the uh, movers of the week, this is not a uh, crypto token. This is called a coin. It's called Coinbase, up 20% on the week. Uh, It's where people are just getting exposure to crypto as kind of an, an
0: index. Lastly, David, NFTs might be awakening. Oh, yeah. This is uh, NFTs e- are NFT alive, volumes. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Third day straight of recent highs mm-hmm. here. So, uh, wow. I thought the JPEGs were dead. That's what I've been told. But it looks like J- you're having a, a bit of a resurgence
1: here. JPEGs not not dead at all. There's a, a lot of graphs here in this uh, one tweet that are all pretty good. Um, CryptoPunks, $100,000 floor, regaining $100,000, <laughs> 55 ETH. Here we in go. ETH, sir. 55. Is that up in ETH terms? Fifty five. Oh, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, okay. I feel like it was like forty five to fifty. It was forty five. Forty five was at
1: the bear market low. We are now at fifty five. Not that I I track. I have told Ryan to buy a (laughs) CryptoPunk at like the lowest of lows, like three times in the last bear market. And he's like,
0: I don't want to. It's a JPEG, guys. Don't 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 buy a JPEG. It's like more than a validator. It's a crazy town, Dave. That's enough crypto for now. Okay, we'll come back to it. But let's talk TradFi for a minute. You know what my favorite yield farm is this cycle? Uh. Uh, no, there aren't any good it's, farms. Lately. Actually, yeah, there is. There's a great one. It's uh, brought to you by Jerome Powell. Um, oh. It's called uh, TradFi Money trad, Markets. Trad farms. Yep. You, you go, you deposit your dollars in. Um, you have to convert it to this non-ERC standard. It's called like a bank dollar. And then you put you put it in a money ma- market and you get 5%. It's a, a fa- fantastic source of yield here. And this is Eric Balachunas saying that... Um, Officially, this is the year of the money market mutual fund. These once boring, but now sexy because they yield 5% funds utterly dominate the leaderboard. This is the money market funds uh dominating. And you know what I kind of realized going to this mm-hmm. section, David, is um my entire adult life was mostly spent here. This is the yeah. Fed funds rate. Okay. Same. And I'm looking at, you know, 2010s all the way to up to now. <laughs> and the interest rate was nothing. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, zero. Mm-hmm. You know, capital was free. And so you talk money markets, like who cares? I mean, I'd rather have like cash, uh, savings accounts and banks. Like what is that? It doesn't exist. And now we're resetting to something much closer to normal in these 5% rates. And, uh, yeah, this is the, the modern yield farm is in tradfi right now, David. Can you go back to that money market uh, chart?
1: Can can yeah. I give you my, my take about this? Yeah. So we're looking at flows into these different money markets, like Charles Schwab uh, in in millions of dollars. Like these are massive amounts of money because this is like the, this is not, it's not the risk-free rate, but it's like the collection of risk off yield that has been sucking markets dry, risk markets dry for the past two years. I would call it the risk-free rate. I mean, the Fed funds rate, effective rates, risk-free rate basically for the dollar, for capital. This has been the gravitational black hole of capital, sucking money away from markets ever since the Fed started hiking in March of 2022. And so we're seeing these flows go in here. My interpretation, my take for what this is, is a gas tank that has been filling up and up and up with all of these funds like TradFi Yield Farming going into these money market funds. As soon as the Fed pivots, this is
0: energy ready to go back into the markets. Yeah, This is jet fuel, this is market jet fuel. But you know what's so interesting about this is mm. I would I would have expected that a fed fund rate above 5% would have brought about financial like armageddon. Basically mm. all of the liquidity and all of right. your other assets, your stocks, your crypto, and that sort of thing would have been sucked in. All well, of these dollars would have been sucked into that five percent. Uh, it was already getting for crypto, bro. I don't know where you've been. I don't there know. Was... That just felt like another bear cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we, because we you had exposure to
1: ETH, but everything else <laughs> got decimated.
0: <laughs> what's what's? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, stocks are up. What, what's interesting is um, now we have high interest rates, mm-hmm. and we have a money market yield farms, and assets are appreciating yeah maybe maybe i'm just in, and, they, in and we haven't season.
1: even tapped to the money market <laughs> jet fuel yet we
0: don't even have the pivot ryan well speaking of not tapping things here uh bitcoin has not tapped its next happening which is going to happen uh pretty soon here we're a matter of months i think this happens mm-hmm. in april of next year the happening again what are we looking at this is kind of an interesting chart uh explain this to us yeah, so we're looking at the Bitcoin price as it approaches the halvening.
1: And so like this, there's like four lines here and it's uh, every time it's a four-year cycle, right? And so uh, at the end of a four-year cycle, the line ends at the right and then it re- resumes on the left at the price that's a higher price. And so, of course, we are at the line at the top approaching the halvening. But I think really just the the thing I wanted to talk about with this particular like image is just like the lines on the left part of the halvening are flat. And the lines on the right part of the happening are up, three mm. for three, three for three. And this is log scale. Uh, let's this is log scale. Here. This is log scale. So like it's uh, it's up more than it's perceived. Um, and so like all of this excitement and exuberance that we're seeing in the markets and you're hearing in my voice so far on this episode. I ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> no this is
0: just this is just a crypto native exuberance The crypto natives right. know that they the bear markets over are, that and over? that assets yeah. like what's going to happen we can extrapolate this line Main Street yeah. doesn't know this yet right. they get excited on the right side right. of this line yeah. here when things are starting to go up bigly yeah. David Bitcoin, we got some Bitcoin's more things over 100K to 100k sooner rather than later David we got some more things to talk about today uh what's coming up
1: coming up next we got a BlackRock filing a spot ETF question question mark Question mark. Is near becoming an Ethereum layer two? Also question mark. Is Kraken getting a layer two? Kraken the exchange? Also question mark. (laughs) I hope we get some answers. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. No promises on the answers, but we'll talk about that. All of that and more. As soon as we talk to some of these fantastic sponsors, one of which might be getting a layer two. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. But until then, we'll continue complimenting them on their beautiful charts. Uh, Thanks to Kraken. Let's go hear from them right now. Kraken knows crypto. Kraken's been in the crypto game for over a decade, and as one of the largest and most trusted exchanges in the industry, Kraken is on the journey with all of us to see what crypto can be. Human history is a story of progress. It's part of us, hardwired. We're designed to seek change everywhere, to improve, to strive. And if anything can be improved, why not finance? Crypto is a financial system designed with the modern world in mind. Instant, permissionless, and 24-7. It's not perfect, and nothing ever will be perfect. But crypto is a world-changing technology at a time when the world needs it the most. That's the Kraken mission, to accelerate the global adoption of cryptocurrency so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom and inclusion. Head on over to kraken.com bankless to see what crypto can be. Not investment advice, crypto trading involves risk of loss. Cryptocurrency services are provided to U.S. and U.S. territory customers by Payward Ventures Eek, PVI doing business as Kraken. Are you launching a token? Is it already live? How are you managing the legal and tax for providing token awards for your team? Toku simplifies everything about managing token grant compensation and you can get started with them for free. You'll have access to top-notch legal and tax support to handle the distribution and management of tokens for your team. Toku caters to every step in the process, from user-friendly legal templates for granting tokens to tracking vesting periods and calculating withholding taxes. Toku understands every grant structure, token purchase agreements, restricted token awards, restricted token units, token options, and all the other ones. Toku is already simplifying this today for leading companies like Protocol Labs, DYDX Foundation, Mina Foundation, and many more. You can learn more about how Toku can help you streamline your token management and get started for free. Visit Toku at toku.com bankless or click the link in the description below. Arbitrum is accelerating the Web3 landscape with a suite of secure Ethereum scaling solutions. Hundreds of projects have already deployed onto Arbitrum 1 with a flourishing DeFi and NFT ecosystem. Arbitrum Nova is quickly becoming a Web3 gaming hub and social dApps like Reddit are also calling Arbitrum home. And now Arbitrum Orbit allows you to use Arbitrum's secure scaling technology to build your own Layer 3, giving you access to interoperable, customizable permissions with dedicated throughput. All of these technologies leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum and provide a builder experience that's intuitive, familiar, and fully EVM compatible, faster transaction speeds, and significantly lower gas fees. Arbitrum empowers you to explore and build without compromise. Visit arbitrum.io, where you can join the community, dive into the developer docs, bridge your assets, and start building your first app on Arbitrum.
0: Is BlackRock filing an Ether ETF? That is the question. Well, we don't know for sure, but we do know they took an absolutely massive step for David they they're filed doing for it they're trust doing, it. In Delaware. They doing it we don't <laughs> we know that hedge. they're doing
1: it we don't have 100% confirmation but like come on they're doing David,
0: it David look what happened to Coin Telegraph okay when they, t- they <laughs> tweeted a rumor bank this <laughs> will not be the new toin- Coin Telegraph not under our watch here uh, okay, can uh, can you but they explain did explain
1: the te- nuance about why we are but aren't doing getting it
0: no, I, I was
1: going to throw that to you. You do oh, it. damn it. Explain okay.
0: the nuance. <laughs> okay, so uh,
1: Summers, <laughs> Summers Things on Twitter says, iShares Ethereum Trust has just been registered in Delaware. iShares, that's a BlackRock product. For yes. context, BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust was registered in a similar manner seven days before they filed the ETF application with the SEC details below. I didn't totally understand this tweet out of the box, which is why uh, I enjoy our good friend, Eric Balachunas, who just basically told us what this means. And that is, BlackRock has made the first step towards filing for a spot Ether ETF, just confirmed on the website myself. So he's basically saying, we're, the ball's rolling. And why would, why would BlackRock stop at not... they, they What does BlackRock right. do? First and foremost, they sell ETFs. They're yeah. making their spot e- Ether ETF. And yeah, also... When we had Eric on the show, he was like, oh, yeah, as soon as we get the spot Bitcoin approved, like Ether's following inside of half a year. He said, how long did he say half a year?
0: Yeah, he said uh, in by June, by basically summer is a nice. good estimate. So January nice. J- by January we have Bitcoin, and by June we have uh, Ether. Maybe faster. I That's have mountains
1: scheduled for both of these
0: things. <laughs> <laughs> it could be faster. Uh, so yeah, I you know what, David, I I don't think it's an exact like it's not an exaggeration. This right. is what's happening. It just yeah. like look, this is an official. um iShares Ethereum Trust. Filing Mm -hmm. in Delaware, that is step one. Seven days after they did the exact same step with Bitcoin, they actually officially filed with the SEC. So next week at this time, we might be talking about their official filing of the Ether ETF with Mm -hmm. the SEC. By the way, we should maybe get an update on some of these things. The SEC has apparently opened talks with Grayscale about converting their GBDC trust to uh, a spot Bitcoin ETF, which will be great. That will be like man, that, that is the final sign that the bear market, if you, if you were looking for a final sign that the bear market's over, this product really right. like wrecked us last time. Yeah. Yeah. And to get this product made whole, basically, that's just, a I don't know, that that has some symbolism to me. I'll, I'll keep on saying
1: it. When this happens, we get tens of billions of dollars recapitalized into the pockets of our fellow comrades, market market participants. Mm. And so when you get more capital in people's hands, that's just bullish.
0: Is, well, it's just bullish. It's just That's bullish. It. <laughs> there's no other explanation. <laughs> An estimate, a re-estimate on the timeline, James Saifert, who is the guy to go to, we still believe there's a 90% chance by January 10th for spot Bitcoin ETF approvals. But if it comes earlier, we are entering a window where a wave of approval orders for all the current applicants could occur. Okay. I just want everyone listening to this to know is like 90% chance is what analysts are saying by January. But it actually could happen anytime right. yes. between now and then. Uh-huh. So I don't know, like you have a choice. If you were planning to buy Bitcoin or Ether, you have a choice. Are you gonna make those uh, actions before the right. Bitcoin and Ether ETF or after? Right. That is the choice that everyone has to make who's listening to this. Come on, so, imagine
1: the market participant who's like, mm, I don't know,
0: it might not get approved. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a sell the news event. It's and a it sell might the news be, but like, look, at this, look at the trend lines, <laughs> whatever. Uh, people fixate on the wrong time horizons. I'm not gonna convince anybody. Um, let's talk about the next thing, David, which is, is NEAR becoming a layer two, at least a Validium layer two on Ethereum? This is a tweet. From uh, Sandeep of Polygon. What are we looking at here? Uh, the answer is yes. Near is oh. migrating to become a
1: Validium layer two on Ethereum in collaboration with Polygon, but not using the Polygon ZK EVM. Interesting. A uh, little bit of a curveball. Okay, so just to set, set the table straight, NIR is settling on Ethereum. NIR okay. is turning into like another layer two, just like Optimism, Arbitrum, etc. Data availability is staying on NIR, but they're becoming, so like NIR is turning into a data availability platform.
0: Wait, is that official? So NIR is going to be, use Ethereum as its settlement layer? Is that a hundred percent official?
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. The near settlement layer is now Ethereum. They get all the assets, all the liquidity, gets to plug
0: right into the Ethereum economy. And, and so rather than compete against Ethereum as a settlement layer, right. they're competing against uh, you know, Polygon, Avail. They're they're yeah. competing in some ways against uh, Celestia. Celestia, EigenDA, yeah. EigenDA, <laughs> they're competing on the on the layer of uh, data availability mm-hmm. layer. I guess they're mm-hmm. competing against um, Ethereum for data availability yep. as, as well, they are. but not for mm-hmm. settlement. Correct, correct. Okay.
1: And but importantly, like if they're collaborating with Polygon, but they're not using the Polygon zk EVM uh, chain development kit, like the, their version of the OP Stack, right? Uh, what what are they using? And so there's a new CDK, and they're building a zk WASM prover, which allows any WASM chain, which is a web assembly, it's technical stuff, I don't get it, to prove on Ethereum and have layer two security. So there's a new CDK coming to market is like my interpretation. What is a WASM, ZK WASM? It's a prover, generates zero knowledge, proofs that native WASM execution is correct. Uh, If you understand what this means, then you understand what this means. If you don't, then you don't. I don't have any more help for
0: you. (laughs) Okay, David, so here's a quote from somebody in the know on what this actually means. I, I thought it was a good summary. The near protocol is becoming Ethereum aligned by becoming a validium. NIR and Polygon are building ZK Wasm, which allows not only EVM chains, but all Wasm chains, which is what NIR and many of the Cosmos chains actually are, to become Validiums. And so for Polygon, this means all of these chains that we're talking about, they'll connect to an aggregator layer, and that layer provides a unified liquidity and interoperability to all of the chains in the Polygon ecosystem. So in a way, it's basically like NIR just joined the Polygon super chain
1: and, uh, and are also adding to the modules of the Polygon super chain to make it more accessible for further chains to join the Polygon system. Correct. Whoa. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's wow. big, right? That's, that big. Big. That's big. That's big. Yeah. One of the re- It's uh, definitely one of the reasons why Matic is one of the movers. Hi. D- the movers of the week all have catalysts. It's all fundamental <laughs> There's a reason. I, there's a reason. I love that. I love this yeah. part of the market.
0: No, it's a very, a very, um, I, I don't know, refreshing. Mm-hmm. list of movers this week right. i you know a few weeks from now we'll i mean see we that, cut but, off all uh, the
1: ones that we don't understand and don't want to talk <laughs> that's about
0: true. <laughs> that's true okay uh well let's talk about this last thing there uh-huh. is a rumor going on that kraken will have its own layer two and of course you guys know kraken is a strategic sponsor of bankless so naturally we asked them about this hey kraken when's the layer two coming out tell us about it they couldn't tell us anything all right so their lips are sealed. So right. we don't know they, they any more. We tried. than this story. <laughs> we we tried. tried for you guys, <laughs> uh, but basically, Kraken said to seek partner to help build itself a new layer two blockchain network. That is the um, the headline in CoinDesk. It looks like they're talking to maybe Polygon. They're talking to Matter Labs. They're talking to the Nil Foundation. Mm. A bunch of others. That's what the Rubert Mill is uh, is spreading. So I'm sure Kraken is just looking at what Base is doing and its success, right. and just saying, hey we want one of those, we need yeah. one of those, yeah. let's go build it. Yeah. Uh, so very bullish if that comes to pass because these would be the two largest US-based exchanges mm-hmm. who have their own layer two networks. I don't know, I won't be able to contain myself at that point, <laughs> that would be very exciting. Can I make a prediction? Yeah, I think course. Going, I, I, it's our show. <laughs>
1: you're totally, I think I will. <laughs> okay. I think that they are going to choose Polygon. Do you know why? Huh? Yeah. Okay, why? Because Polygon is purple, and so is Kraken.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we don't have a purple wow, chain. We I can't don't have a purple chain for yet. for that prediction. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Bullish that's, purple. Yeah, bullish purple. <laughs> <laughs> David, what's next?
1: Coming up next, we got the Wall Street Journal and Liz Warren to talk about. Did they capitulate yet, or has someone else entered the fray? Also, extremely spicy story. Was Jump Capital in bed with Terra Luna all along, well mm. before the collapse? Someone from Jump. Plead, someone from Jump Capital pleaded the fifth in court, which I think kind of tells a lot. We'll we'll talk about that as well. And have you ever wondered why the SEC doesn't have the will or expertise or desire or understanding Mm -hmm. to regulate crypto well yes some nights i have you have you have under this well i've got an answer for you ryan so we'll talk about all of this and more but first a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible have you opened up your metamask portfolio yet because it's all green in there go check it out there's a link in the show notes MetaMask Portfolio is your one-stop shop to navigate the world of DeFi and now bridging seamlessly across networks doesn't have to be so daunting anymore. With competitive rates and convenient routes, MetaMask Portfolio's bridge feature lets you easily move your tokens from chain to chain using popular Layer 1 and Layer 2 networks. And all you have to do is select the network you want to bridge from and where you want your tokens to go. From there, MetaMask vets and curates the different bridging platforms to find the most decentralized, accessible, and reliable bridges for you. To tap into the hottest opportunities in crypto, you need to be able to plug into a variety of networks and nobody makes that easier than metamask portfolio instead of searching endlessly through the world of bridge options click the bridge button on your metamask extension or head over to metamask.io portfolio to get started real world use cases for ethereum without compromise and real world adoption is happening active addresses on cello have grown over 500 in the last six months with the cello layer 2 gas fees will stay low and you can even pay for gas using erc20 tokens but cello is a community governed protocol this means that cello needs you to weigh in and make your voice heard join the conversation in the cello forum follow at cello org on twitter and visit cello.org to shape the future of ethereum You know Uniswap, it's the world's largest decentralized exchange with over $1.4 trillion in trading volume. You know this because we talk about it endlessly on Bankless, it's Uniswap. But Uniswap is becoming so much more. Uniswap Labs just released the Uniswap Mobile Wallet simple custody from the most trusted team in DeFi. Download the Uniswap wallet today on iOS. There's a link in the show notes.
0: This is our third week talking about this story because it's a big freaking deal. Okay, yeah. Wall Street Journal, originally they posted a story, a fallacious story with facts in air quotes, that crypto funded Hamas to the tune of between $90 million and $130 million. Elizabeth hmm. Warren and some other members of Congress, approximately 20% of them, then signed on to a letter to the White House saying, we've got to stop this, crypto is bad. We need to put in place some anti-crypto measures to stop terrorist f- financing via crypto. It's citing
1: out, the Wall Street Journal. Citing, citing the Wall Street Journal. Star- yes.
0: Yes. yes. It turned out all of this was was factually false. Otherwise known as It was as 99% a lie.
1: factually false.
0: Yes, otherwise known as misinformation. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal issued this puny retraction, Uh, not very much, but basically the sleuthing community of citizen journalists held them to task, led by Nick Carter. Now we're on week three of this story. What is happening? Has Elizabeth Warren issued an apology yet? Have they rescinded their letter? Have they corrected the record in any way? Have they said, I'm sorry? (gasps) Not in the slightest (laughs) one. Instead, we have Forbes
1: coming in with a new article saying how misinformation on Hamas and crypto fooled nearly 20% of Congress. Basically Ah. an article that's more or less pantsing anyone who signed that letter. Uh, yeah. With some pretty like damning comparisons, saying that Uncle Sam has a history of making big mistakes based on bad intelligence, such as the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which caused the <laughs> Vietnam War Vietnam. and false reports of weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. I remember ooh, that one. Ooh, just like absolutely damning comparisons. Uh, and then goes and c- gives the crypto side of the story finally a voice inside of Forbes. It's not the Wall Street Journal. Nothing wrong with Forbes, but it's not the Wall Street Journal. Um, but at least we are having alternative views express truth in mainstream media. media. So tip of the hat to Forbes. Thank you for yeah, picking that, this up.
0: That's great. I think they picked it up, by the way, on the back of uh, Citizen Journalists who who helped. But um, thanks to Forbes for uh, broadcasting this message. It's absolutely fantastic. Here's a tweet from Brian Armstrong. Elizabeth Warren in Wall Street Journal spread in misinformation on crypto and got caught red-handed. The moment has passed, but the voters won't forget. I certainly won't forget I won't it was forget. just like a blatant lie and it still hasn't been corrected and
1: just a big shout out to Nick Carter who just pulled some massive amounts of just determination and motivation to make this really clear and easy for Forbes the and the author at Forbes who wrote this article Sam to just under he just underhand hit Sam the article with all the data that he needed so yeah I think the whole entire industry deserves uh it owes Nick Carter a big old thanks
0: yeah, it, it's the great thing about this is all of the data is public. It's yes. on the blockchain. Yes. You can go look it up yourself. Right. And it's uh-huh. no no accident that Nick is the one doing this, and he actually founded Coin a metrics. blockchain analytics company yeah. called CoinMetrics Metrics. <laughs> the man analyzes this very data.
1: We got day. an open got blockchain. Rest, yeah. Okay,
0: we <laughs> can tell when people are lying. Uh-huh. Uh, David, um, some not great news out of OpenSea. OpenSea let go fifty percent of their staff during the last week. And here's a tweet, the thread from Devin Fisner. Here's a tweet thread from Devin Finzer, the uh, CEO, saying they're making some big changes today. I think the the long and short of this is um, NFT market has been down, obviously, from mm-hmm. the heady, heady highs of 2021. Um, Blur is also taking a significant amount of volume and liquidity mm-hmm. from OpenSea. So they needed to make some cuts and they needed to change their strategy. I think that's what's going on here. And this is not only reflected in the employee numbers, David, it's also reflected in the market cap, the valuation of OpenSea, which of course is a um, private company. Right. But um, we have some reports that the stake in OpenSea, so the value of OpenSea is down by about 90% right. from its highs. But so they, they did raise a decent amount of capital at the absolute top of the
1: market. They raised some. Yes. They, they raised at a $13 billion valuation, a Series C where they raised $300 million at a $13 billion-dollar valuation. Uh, today, for the secondaries, on the secondary market, OpenC is going for at around a billion dollars, which, wow. I mean, for the
0: right buyer, could be a good buy, right? Like- Yeah, and it's not when you hear down 90%. I mean, look at the public uh, crypto tokens. Right. I mean, right. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> many of them have been down 90%, uh, yeah. particularly ex- with exposure to the NFT market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: think this is the bottom for NFTs. Bottom for NFTs. Like we're already seeing volume come back, excitement's coming back, um, and like Blur, Blur's taking a lot of the market share. But I think the transition from OpenSea to Blur in terms of NFT volume is a transition of maturity of NFT buyers and sophistication, because that's why Blur was built. OpenSea yeah. is meant as top of funnel consumer, like 100%. casual collectors, and those people who stayed around in crypto and stayed in the NFT community, sharpened their teeth and got more sophisticated and needed Blur's tools that they had to offer. But when NFT markets come back, they're going to OpenSea.
0: Yeah, I think normies will come back to OpenSea. 100%. And it's the UX is becoming easier as well. So right. y- you wanted to highlight this uh, this feature, David. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so this is OpenSea Pro, which is OpenSea's answer to Blur. So not only are they going to probably likely get the top of funnel attraction for all future NFT buyers for this future bro, uh, bull market, but they have this OpenSea Pro endeavor, which is also trying to get the, the more sophisticated NFT traders to stay trading on OpenSea. Uh, And so they also are, they had this tweet about the announcements and I wanted to bring out number three, where they say bridging is no longer an odyssey. Your first cross chain swap is only a few clicks away. The new Mm -hmm. bridge and swap feature lets you kill two birds with one stone bridge tokens to other chains and swap them for different ones all with a single flow. Thanks to socket.tech. Socket.tech is a bridge aggregator dex aggregator. It's basically an order router optimizer for connecting all the disparate layer twos in this one seamless integration. So what do you want? What asset do you have on what layer two and where do you want to go? And with what asset doesn't matter. All of that is obfuscated. And so this is coming and being a part of the sexy, awesome UI and user experience that is OpenZ Pro and yeah. all of the many, many chains that is was presented to people in 2021 is just going to be obfuscated. And that's coming and uh, OpenSea Pro is not the only people that have integrated Socket.tech. Coinbase Wallet are doing the same. Last week we mm-hmm. talked about uh, instant swaps between uh, on the Coinbase Wallet between Arbitrum and the Ethereum layer one and I think Polygon. That was also Socket.tech. And so like there, there's this narrative that like Ethereum layer two's fragment liquidity and fragment composability and out, out of the box. They do right now. That's true. And yep. there are this num- the amount of juice that's left to squeeze for the refragmentation, the recomposability of layer twos.
0: I, I think the market is totally underserving that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's actually where our scalability limitation is Is now. It's, not, it's no longer block space. We have mm-hmm. a, a, loads of cheap block space. Now it's a user experience, UX, right. and solutions like this really fix it. Mm-hmm. If, if you think about all of the websites, that are out there and the average uh, user of a website, they don't have exposure to any of kind of the, the networking equipment or the data center. They don't see right. the the network routers behind the scenes that are routing their traffic from one place to another. Um, and that's essentially what this is. Like socket.tech is like a, a value router right. and yep. it's going to uh, exist behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. No OpenSea user is gonna be like, oh, what what value router? Did socket.tech just you know transit. They they don't care, they'll right. just click a button and get the asset that they mm-hmm. want to purchase right. or sell the asset, that, right. and all of these routers will happen beyond the scenes. That, I think, is the new frontier, is solving mm-hmm. these uh, UX challenges, and I am so confident that we're going to solve them. I, at, at some level, they're easier challenges, I think. Uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think they're easier challenges than uh, the first challenge that we had to to surmount, which is the block space right. uh, availability yes. and cost Supply. problem. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Supply problem for sure.
1: And uh, the the cool thing about uh, socket tech is that using it is the, it's a synonymous uh, UX UI user interface as Uniswap. It mm. is the same thing. It's assets and and then it also have a chain. And so yep. we know how awesome the Uniswap UI is. Okay, Jump Capital their their crypto division Jump Crypto might have been more engaged with Terra Luna involved with the Terra Luna ecosystem than we thought. Now, this has actually been a conversation I've heard in a number of different circles of mine where uh, the MEV and the yield and just the arbitrage opportunities that newer ecosystems like Terra, it was just like magnet to to Jump because they are experts in this. They're building the um, Solana Fire Dancer client because they're high-frequency trader experts. They Mm. know how to do the whole high-frequency trading thing. And so there was speculation that Jump was just all over the Terra Luna ecosystem because... I mean, it was just a place where retail was being able to be inefficient and they were able to eke out those inefficiencies. Lots of money to be made. Lots of money to be made. Lots of MEV, lots of sandwich attacks, lots of extraction. Uh, This is why I kind of have a gripe against Jump as an organization. Anyways, uh, the SEC has probed whether the president of Jumped Crypto has engaged in a secret agreement with Do Kwan during Terra USD's collapse. So the the context here is that the SEC alleges that Kwan, of course, Do Kwan, perpetrated a fraudulent scheme to the tune of $40 billion through unregistered securities, Luna, and UST. But now SEC has turned their eye towards uh, Jump. Mm. So uh, Kwan and the Jump CEO uh, apparently penned a deal On May 23rd, 2021, one year before the ultimate collapse of Terra Luna, because there was this week of UST instability, because the UST peg was at risk of falling, collapsing, just like it did a year later, but this time at like one one hundredth or one tenth of the market cap that happened a whole entire year later. So- The terms of this deal were that Jump would help restore the weak UST peg by purchasing a bunch of UST off of the market and and become like market makers and and restore the peg. In mm-hmm. exchange, Quan would amend Jump's Luna loan agreement and lift the vesting conditions, basically give favorable terms to Jump the ability to dump Luna tokens. To, yeah, it's to just market. like ter- uh, Jump was like, "Hey, we'll we'll protect the peg, we'll restore the peg." Yeah. but give us a ton of Luna yeah. and market makers have t- traditionally have like these um, agreements with tokens where they have just like option agreements uh, and just basically ways to gain exposure. And Jump was like, okay, lift all the vesting conditions on the tokens that are locked up for us. Just give like, remove the options and just give them to us. And so there's a quote here from the article to incentivize and reward Jump for its manipulation of the markets for UST Quan agreed to modify the party's prior agreement and instead unconditionally convey to Jump more than 61.4 million Lunar tokens at a greater than 99% discount from their then current market price. Jump right. later resold these Luna tokens into the market at a staggering oh. profit of $1.28 billion. And so my interpretation of this, these events is that when once upon a time, Terra wasn't so big, it was smaller than it was in 2022. This was May of 2021. And the token, the UST stablecoin, was about to lose its peg. And then uh, here comes Jump Crypto, basically with a corner Doquan. And it was like, we will defend the peg. We will save your project. But give us $1.28 billion of Luna tokens
0: so we can dump it into the market. And no, Doquan did it. Yes, yes, it wasn't worth 1.28 billion at the time, but that was the net effect. But basically, Jump Crypto got Luna tokens in mm-hmm. order to defend the the, the peg right. at that time, right? And I don't know, that um, it seems like that should have been open and mm-hmm. transparent. Right. Like people should have known about that. And also, here's the thing, bunch of retail lost a lot of money. Yeah. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions mm-hmm. of dollars. Jump Crypto got to keep its 1.28 billion in profit. Right. They right. didn't have to sh- hold the Luna tokens. It'd be one thing if they held the Luna tokens right. all the way up and then all the way down and all boats rose together and then all boats sank together to the depths right. of the ocean. That's not what happened. They got out. They exited yep. 1.28. That's what this case is alleging right now. And if so, that is um, man, that is sh- some sharky behavior. It's super sharky. And uh, okay, so like to, to put on my pro jump crypto hat, like...
1: Drum Crypto is about to come in, put capital at risk to defend the peg. And yeah. so they need, they need to be compensated for that risk. And so that's yep. why they got to have like uh, the unvested Luna. Was that an equal fair trade? Was that an equal transition, transfer of risk? Or was this extremely sharky behavior that also perpetuated a system that was fundamentally unsustainable to only increase more than 10X in size? I think something like 50X in size from, from A to B, from 21 to 22. And then ultimately, it just collapsed later, taking yeah. a bunch of retail down with it. In the court, during the questioning, the Jump Crypto, uh, who is this? What is the name? Kavan Kar- Karia, invoked his right to resist, resist self-incrimination in his response nine times by pleading the fifth. And he, so they said that, I plead the fifth.
0: Huh. Well, I, I definitely don't trust the SEC, given its uh, lawsuits, but I also don't trust uh, Jump Crypto Nope. and what's like what's gone on here. So nope. uh, we'll have to see. I generally
1: stay away from Jump Crypto because they are more sophisticated than me and they will fleece me if they have the option. <laughs> is will, my opinion. They totally will. Is it my opinion.
0: <laughs> David, do you see this? This is interesting to me. The U.S. is uh, proposing a bill. There's a U.S. bill, at least, being proposed that would outlaw government use of China-made blockchains and Tether. Tethers USDT. So... Hmm. I, I took a look at this, I don't know whether this bill will move forward or not, but the aim, according to it, is to ensure the nation's foreign adversaries do not have a backdoor to access critical national security intelligence and Americans' private information. It's sort of along the lines of the US government's ban of government employees from using crip, uh, TikTok, which happened is basically you know China surveillance size. Yeah. What's interesting about this to me, and kind of the takeaway for this is, I think this type of thing will continue to happen in crypto particularly to the centralized actors like others have observed this and this has been a you know growing trend over the last decade or so the balkanization of the internet where you have sort of a western liberal democracy internet american internet that kind of thing and you have china's version of the internet and you have other versions of the internet and they're all kind of firewalled from each other i think something similar can and will happen to the centralized elements of crypto, so what will happen mm. with exchanges. We're already seeing it. The U.S. clearly doesn't want Binance to play in U.S. markets. They clearly yeah. don't. They probably um, don't want. They probably don't want Coinbase to play in China. Yeah. The versa. CCP does not want Coinbase right. to play in China. So it's right. going. There's going to be a balkanization of our centralized exchanges. We're already seeing that happen. I think uh, stable coins, at least dollar backed stable coins that are you know bank bank coins, bank IOUs, they'll have the exact same fate. And so that's just probably the outcome. What I think does really well though is our decentralized crypto native assets.
1: 100%
0: bro, Uh, Okay. when the
1: walls go up between our nation state web two layer of the internet, but simultaneously we're building this underground, interconnected, global, credibly neutral financial layer that just seeps around the walls of
0: nation states. Where do you think capital is gonna grow? Exactly. Because there will be, there There cannot be a Bitcoin version for China and a right. Bitcoin for the US. There's China, just Bitcoin. Bitcoin in the United States. <laughs> there, there's not an Ether China and an Ether, you know, rest of the world. There's just Ethereum. There's just Ether. And it works because this is a decentralized, credibly neutral network. The way there's just one TCPIP type protocol. Mm. Anyway, that was my observation coming out of this. This balkanization will affect crypto as well, but only on the centralized side and it's probably... Yeah bullish for our most decentralized crypto native assets David yeah. you want to talk about the SEC here you know they're having trouble hiring crypto experts you want to explain to us why
1: yeah so um, the SEC needs to know about crypto they know this and so they're trying to hire crypto experts because they need to know about crypto um, and so it turns out that they're actually having trouble hiring crypto experts because they there's a rule tiny small little condition for working with the SEC What's that if that? you work with the SEC, you must sell all of your crypto. <laughs> Ryan, uh, we need someone in the industry to go work hmm. for the SEC okay. uh, on behalf of crypto to do good crypto policy, but they have to sell all their crypto. Who do you think is going to go? <laughs> <laughs> so I have The job description-
0: someone else. (laughs) The job description is basically like, hey, crypto experts, do you know all about crypto? Have you been in the industry for like five years? Like, do you you know? Do you understand the fundamental catalyst of Bitcoin and Ether and why they attract value? Come to the SEC, which hates your entire industry, (laughs) and you'll get a government salary. And before you do, by the way, you have to sell all of the assets through which you've researched over the years and, and have some upside in. Uh-huh. Like, who's going to answer that job description? It's just, it's crazy. I feel like there's a, like, oh, okay, we can solve this problem with coordination.
1: Is there like a Moloch DAO that we can spin up where like we volunteer someone no. and it's- we will promise them we'll all put in money into the Moloch DAO and they will get those
0: crypto assets in like five years? That person would have to be like a double agent because this is all a pretext for what the SEC is really trying to accomplish, which is they want to find crypto experts who hate crypto. They know a little bit about crypto, but also hate it mm. and do not hold it. Mm. That's what they're actually filtering for, David, which mm. is the most insidious part here. I think we can find a mole. Can we find a mole? I mean, Gary Gensler uh, regulates the stock market, does he not? He shouldn't own stock. I don't stocks. know what Gary
1: Gensler does other than be an influencer.
0: He shouldn't own securities then. I mean, it's what do you, you think he does the same rules? Day. <laughs> I don't know, David. Gary, if you're listening, come on the Bankless podcast. You definitely First question. To Bankless. What do you do like, are bank, you doing? Are those Bankless boys talking about me? <laughs> I got to listen to the weekly roll-up. David, we got a meme of the week. We're ending this episode a little bit earlier. This is the new show format here. New show is format. Where we're, we're slimming this down for you. So we present the news in this episode. Now we got a meme Actually, of the week. Before we go to the meme of the week, can we talk
1: about, can we, let's just break the fourth yeah, wall yeah. And, talk about, okay. and talk about that. Can you pull yeah. up the show that we did? Okay, so what is missing from this bankless weekly rollup. It is questions from the nation. It is takes of the week. And it is what David and Ryan are bullish about. We are unbundling the weekly rollup, which has gone on for way too long. It once upon a time, we attempted to make it a 45 minute show. Uh, and now it has definitely been like over an hour and 20 minutes most of the time. So now there's a weekly, uh, Wednesday show called bankless takes. Uh, we were, went back and forth about what we were going to call that. We settled on Bankless Takes. If you have a better name for us, we will. <laughs> I will pay you money. I'll try and I'll try and convince Ryan for that to come to the Bankless Treasury, but I'll do it myself. Uh, and so we are doing the uh, weekly Bankless Takes, which we are trying to get under 35 minutes. We did it under 43 minutes yesterday. We'll try and get it under 35 minutes, which means this show, if I wasn't going on this fourth wall rant, would have ended at 55 minutes. Um, so we are unbundling the takes and the questions. We're basically the Twitter content stuff. And we're putting that into a, show, a weekly show that comes out on Wednesdays, probably. Um, and that makes the weekly roll-up shorter and as a new show. And both of these things are just
0: much more manageable. Yep. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Well, on Wednesdays, it's our take show, just raw opinions. And mm-hmm. the roll-up will continue to be markets and news. Just straight news, after. straight facts oh, news, street. giggles. Opinionated facts. Let's yeah, be honest. Opinionated here, David, facts. What yeah. are we doing here? Uh, meme of the week, David. This is a fantastic lesson. This is, in my opinion, the secret to winning the bull market. Do you want to mm-hmm. hear what it is? Tell me. Do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have to do. Because you will overtrade if you trust your instincts. You will overtrade. You will FOMO. You will chase pumps. You won't beat the market. So the best thing you can do on the left curve and on the right curve is buy the market and do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Does that resonate with you, David?
1: It absolutely does. One of the themes that we have talked about as uh, bull market goggles, bull market drunk. Um, yep. you've got to set up your plan. You're, if you are planning on selling in the top of the market, um, you need to think about that. Well, actually yesterday, because the bull market just started, but uh, so like, you're all this already exuberance. a little,
0: you're already a little drunk. right? You're now. a little drunk. Did you, did you hear my Bust. excitement
1: at the beginning of this episode? It's cause yeah. your boy's been drinking. <laughs> 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 Metaphorically. taking <Drinking> those charts. <laughs> Metaphorically. Uh, and so like you are now no longer as sober as you were a few weeks ago. And so if you are not prepared for that, you need to reflect, become zen. Did you just take a screenshot of your portfolio? Did mm. you just like look at your net worth? Okay. That's fine, it's great. Be zen, like make a plan. Don't get too drunk. Understand that you are now under the influence because that, what this, that's what this phase of the market is. We are, the party has started. Yeah. Feels good, though. Feels good. Feels it, good. it does feel good. At, at the beginning <laughs> phase, it feels good. It feels good, yeah. The, the, the coming up phase. We're in the come up. <laughs>
0: I'm going to end with risks in a minute, but a few disclosures. David and I are investors in Socket, and I am an advisor for Polygon. Both David and I hold lots of crypto assets. You can find all of them on the bankless.com disclosure site. It's always a link in your show notes. Let me end with the risks here. You know them well, if you've been listening to Bankless. And here we are, headed into a bull market. So it's worth reinforcing. Crypto is risky. You could lose what you put in. But we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone. But we're glad you're with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot. Woo! (laughs)